Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to Backroom Beauty Talks. Today, I am talking with my friend, Lindsay Means. Lindsay is a coach, and I guess you would call it a reader of human design. Human design is something that I have found over the last two years, and it's something that's really helped me kind of lean into um, not just who I am, but kind of who I was born to be, which I know sounds crazy, but if you've listened long enough, you know that I am more of a logistical woo-woo which we actually talk about in this episode of why that is. So bear with me on this one. Um, We go into a lot of different topics, not just human design. We talk about um, being weird. We talk about cancel culture. Um, We talk about just leaning into who you are and what happens uh, when that happens. I enjoyed this conversation so much, and I think that you will too. If you like it, don't forget to screenshot it, post it on the gram, tag me, tag Lindsay, and enjoy. Hello, Lindsay. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Tops. Thank you so much for having me here. So I'm very excited to have you. So um, anyone listening knows that I keep saying that I'm like not woo woo, but I feel like I'm slowly like dipping my toes in certain things and seeing like how the water feels. (laughs) But I will say that I I love human design. I um, have found human design, I guess at the beginning of this year, maybe last year. No, it was last year. And um, it resonated with me so much. Like I've always liked astrology and stuff like that. Like I'm a very much an Aries, like through and through Um, and human design. I feel like it just goes even deeper. So um, I'm really pumped to talk to you today. Tell the people who you are and what you do exactly. Mm, I'm really excited to talk about this with you and that you're dipping your toe in the water. First of all, (laughs) Um, my name is Lindsay Means and I'm a human design expert, coach and educator. And my main thing is assisting service-based providers and getting more soulmate clients. And I was a hairstylist for 10 years. So I've been in this industry and 
the majority of that time, I had so much stress and anxiety behind the chair. And when I discovered human design, it was about a year and a half ago. Um, most of that stress and anxiety went away. So I, it's my mission to bring human design to the hair world because of how much of an impact it's had, not only on my business behind the chair and as a coach, um, but personally with, I pr we probably wouldn't have met had I not known my human design, because I was just a shell of a person. I was a recluse. Like I didn't really, I had tons of limited beliefs around hairstylists. And so my life has literally transformed since I've discovered this tool. So I'm super excited to be here and talking with you about human design and whatever else we end up talking about. So I heard somebody say that um, human design was like astrology and a personality test had a baby. Would you say that's accurate? I would go even further to say that human design is like all personality tests combined and then on crack. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is so human design is like an operation manual for your mind and your body. And it's all about energy. So it combines ancient modalities of astrology, Kabbalah, I Ching, the chakra system and quantum mechanics. So when I first learned about it, I thought it was a personality test like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or whatever. And it's, it's your own individual blueprint and it uses your birthday to create your chart. And if you've never seen your human design, the first time I looked at it, I was like, what the hell am I even looking at? It's, I like to say it's like an alien language. There's weird terminology, weird. Um, you're looking at, you said hieroglyphics and I really <laughs> liked that. <laughs> um, it's weird. And I am a really good translator of it, but if you're listening to this and you get, uh, I guess, bit by the human design bug, get ready because you, you've got a lot of learning and it's all about experimentation. So it's not a belief system. It's just here's knowledge about who you are and go have fun, go experiment, go play, go see how it feels and try it on. And that's a big part of it. Yeah, I know for me, what, what I think what helped me the most is so in my human design, I'm a manifester and um, they have to honor their rest. So they have like seasons where they like, I quote unquote hustle, whatever you want to call that. I don't like that word, but um, and then like times where you just don't want to do shit. And um, when I like I got a reading last year and I, it like ever since then, like, I don't mind resting anymore. It's like in my mind, I'm like, no, I have to do this or I can't do the other thing where before I would feel super guilty and feel like, no, I need to be doing, I need to be doing. Um, so I think that's really awesome. I'm excited to talk about it because, especially for my listeners, because again, those who are listening know, I keep saying I'm a logistical woo woo is what I like to call it. So like, once you start talking about like chakras and stuff, I start getting very lost. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so how do you explain things in a way that like people like me aren't like, like immediately turned off? It's so funny you asked this question because my sister is also a manifester. It might be a manifester thing because Lindsay Smith with IBP, she says the same thing all the time. Um, and with actually... I'm now placing it. I'm looking at your chart right now. And you, all three of you have your head and your Ajna defined, which you're probably like, what the heck is it? I'm going <laughs> yeah, into chakras uh -huh. again. So 
the way, and my partner is also like, if, if anytime I say astrology, he's like, nope, I'm out. Like literally will shut his ears. So I had to breadcrumb him. Um, and I would just slowly start talking. I was like, oh yeah, you're living by your design. And then one day he was like, well, good. I'm glad I'm living by my design because you're not telling me anything. And I was like, I would talk about this all day long if you just gave me the opportunity. So I bring like all of you have your basically what your head and Ajna defined means is that you're always thinking there's always something going on up in your brain and only 30% of the population have that. The rest of us, like I have an open head in Ajna, which means I don't have consistent access to that energy. Sometimes if you ask me a question, I'm like, like my mind goes blank. Like my ex, he was kind of a dick. And he used to say, Lindsay, you have rocks in your head. Cause I just like, wouldn't have anything there. But the gift is that I'm open-minded. You're more stubborn in your mindset. So you have a fixed mindset. I can believe in Kabbalah. Oh, let me try Kabbalah on for a while. Let me try this. Let me try that. Ooh, cool. Very open-minded and flexible thinker. I never do things the same way uh, every time. And it's just, I can read people's minds sometimes. And you've got a lot of energy going on up there. And so I think being logical. I like to, the way that I explain things is I'm talking about you and I'm talking about your energy. So there's really no denying my sister. Sometimes she doesn't want to believe it so much because she's not really so into astrology. And she's like, damn, like most of my clients are like, how do you know me? I'm like a genie. Like, I just like, look, I like, I have my crystal ball and I'm like, yeah, well, that's because of this, this, and this. And I can just translate the energy. That's really what it is, is I understand the energy and I can translate it to you in a way that makes sense and in a way that is, can be logical as well as woo-woo. Right. Can you meditate? Uh-huh. See, I cannot. Is that why? Like, yes, I, that music is-, is my meditation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I love that you said that. And so if you're looking at your chart right now, which by the way, you can go to hdchart.lindsaymeans.com to get your and I'll human put that design in the show chart. Too. Perfect. Um, you can Google human design chart and there's a ton of places you can get your chart from. Yeah, but All go you- to Lindsay's. <laughs> it mine just forwards you to someone else. So <laughs> I'm like, it's just a forward for easy, e- easy reference. Um, I use genetic matrix with coaching and that's where I send people to. Um, and when you're looking at the chart on the left-hand side, is going to be a lot of terminology that's weird, like type and definition and profile. And then on the other side, you're going to see what's called the body graph. And that has nine shapes. And those shapes are based off the chakra system. And that's just energy. It's where if the shape is colored in, it means you have consistent access to that energy and you're an influencer, you influence other people in that area. And then if it's white, it means it's open. So for you, the top two centers are yellow and green. So if you are listening and you also have those top two shapes, yellow and green, Meditation, the the traditional um with your mudra and like sitting there, not gonna work for you. Mm. 
But moving meditation, music, visualization, mantras, here's the thing. Like your thoughts never stop. You literally don't know what it's like to be me. Like I'm just, there's nothing there. And you, it's always going on. You're always asking questions like how, how does the universe work? How does this happen? How, how, how? And then you have a fixed way of thinking. And whenever you're talking about your thoughts, you specifically, Misty, when you're talking about what's going on in that brain, you're really powerful. And you're here to share your thoughts. You're here to share your ideas. And meditation is, I've been meditating, I think it's almost 500 days now. Like my partner added it up. It's been for every day, pretty much for the last five years. Every day I have thoughts. Meditation is not about not thinking. It's just about slowing down. Mm. And if it's, if your top two centers are yellow and green, med- traditional meditation, not going to work or yeah. it could work, but it's going to be harder. It's exhausting thinking this much. <laughs> I can imagine I was with Lindsay, like my sister, I'm curious. I haven't seen my sister in two years because of COVID and all of the things and I'm visiting her soon. And with, when I'm with Lindsay, so Lindsay Smith with IVP, we met at hair love And one night I had to physically move away from her because I could feel that thought energy. I could feel it. And it was like, whoa, it's (laughs) exhausting. (laughs) Yes. And not only do I feel it, but I amplify it. So any shape that's white, not only are you feeling that energy, but you're amplifying it. So I feel your mental pressure and then some, and I had to physically like move away from her. Cause I was like, Whoa, I'm just feeling your, your thoughts and your mind right now. And I'm uh, like, I can read people's minds and it's not like, I know every thought you're thinking, but you know, when you have like you say something and then the person says something or you text someone at the same time, you're like, I was just thinking about you. How did you know that? Yeah. Um, It's pretty cool when you understand your energy and and that's a big part of it. Cause I said earlier, my ex used to say you have rocks in your head. And my dad used to say like, you're a ditz and you're not smart. Oh, good thing. You, you like looks instead of smarts. And that's literally how I'm designed, Mm -hmm. but I was put down for it. And those are the moments in human design that are so incredibly powerful. I get to tell my clients, there's nothing wrong with you. That is the most satisfying thing of what I do. How long have you been doing this for stylists specifically? Mm, Good question. So I, I, I've been really struggling because I wanted to serve I started a personal development journey in 2017 and then invested in my business and learned a lot. And I wanted to share it with our industry. And I, when COVID happened, I decided I wanted to be a coach. And so I started trying to talk to hairstylists, but I had a limited belief that hairstylists don't see the value of investing in a coach. And so then I shifted to female entrepreneurs and a month or two before hair love happened, I started speaking to hairstylists again, because they kept 
the, this world, this industry will, I'm stuck with, like, you're stuck with me yeah. <laughs> because I can't, I try to leave and I, I, it's because of the limited beliefs. And then I've been called back and going to hair love made me realize, wow, like this is, these are my people. Like, oh my God, it was just the most literally transformational experience. And, and I don't know, I would have definitely not done that. Like, I felt like we had this conversation because I was like, oh my God, I felt like I don't belong here. I'm not cool enough. I don't look the part. I like, who am I to be here? And I almost didn't get on that bus <laughs> to go to, to the glamping under the canvas and um, really learning my human design. So long story short, I discovered human design that in, in during COVID. So I haven't known about this system that long, but oh my God, I became obsessed. And I've read every, every book I get my hand that's on, took a course, read over a hundred charts, like anyone who will give me their birthday, all of my (laughs) friends know, like I always talk about human design in any personal conversation I have. And I've been experimenting on myself and other people pretty much daily. Um, it's, they say it takes seven years to fully start living by your design because every seven years, our cells turn over and every seven years, you're like literally a new person. And so this system is not a belief system. It's really just here's knowledge. Here is some information for you. Now go experiment with it. A lot of it's contemplation. The learning part is the masculine side of it. And then the feminine part is sitting with it and feeling, how does this feel? How, what does this mean? And there'll be so many times in my life where I'm going through something weird and I'll look at my chart and it's like, Oh, that's what's going on. And so it's like a personal development tool. It's really cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is, it's like validating. It's like, okay, I've always done this and now I kind of understand why I do it. And I, I was just meant to do it rather, you know, than thinking like, it's just a weird personality trait that I don't know why. Um, I think it's interesting because even with me talking about money, like my money coaching and human design, like both, like that we, both of these topics are not industry specific at all. You know, and I think that it's somebody asked me recently, like, well, why don't you help other people too? And I'm like, because that's not where my heart is. Like my heart is with hairstylists. My heart is in the hair industry. And do you feel the same? Like, do you feel like you kind of tried to branch out, but you're like, 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 even though you say going to hair love, you felt like, like nervous or like imposter syndrome, whatever, but, but you know, like stylists are your people, right? Like nobody knows the hair world like hairstylists. And I think that it's really cool that, that these topics are infiltrating an industry that, that really it could be broad. You know, I mean, I could teach anyone the, the stuff I teach coaching isn't stylist specific. It's personal finance. It can be to anybody, you know, and the same with human design. So do you, I don't know. Do you feel like, um, like you just always have that special space in your heart for like the hairdresser? Yeah, I now I do because I was worrying about it. And I think I trailed off on that original question you asked me because after hair love, I was like, okay, I need to serve stylist. But then the same thing happened where it's been a couple months since hair love and I've grappled between I can serve everyone. And a big part of the audience that I have is service providers. So now I'm kind of 
I had a, I had a meditation like two years ago and I saw all of these beautiful women frolicking in the cosmos. And I could just feel that they were hairstylists and I could feel that they were turning the spotlight inward and doing the inner work and transforming their own lives. And regardless of what your career is, if when a woman changes, her whole entire world changes. When I started changing, my clientele started shifting. When I started changing, my partner started changing. And I have a vision where salon owners are that our salons are the can be the epicenter of a city. Like you have a beautiful space, open it up to your community, open it up to other service providers. And when you touch your clients, you are physically touching your client as a service provider and you're transmitting energy back and forth. And when you become aware of that energy, then it really impacts the world. And when you change, your clients change, when your client changes, their whole family changes and it's a ripple effect. So, and, oh my God, going to hair love, like Elizabeth's keynote speech was hairdressers change the world. And that is a collective, that is a collective vision. Cause I had that vision too, but I get, I just got chills because hairstylists are changing the freaking world. And think about what we did during COVID, how we pivoted and shifted. And there's so much more energy healers and energy work and conscious business strategies and getting away from that hustle mentality. And this is a new paradigm of our industry and focusing on your money, focusing on your personal development. This is what we need to be doing to shift and to make a huge impact in the world, which I feel like we can. And so yes, hairstylists have my freaking heart. And no one knows what we go through other than other hairstylists. And so I think that's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. I remember I went to the first time I went to hair love was 2019 and that I didn't know like a place like that existed. And that is when I realized like nobody knows how we feel, but us it for some, it was like, I was all of a sudden surrounded by people who were saying the same things that were going through my head, you know? And it was like, it's weird though. Cause you know, you always work in salons with other people and you have these conversations, but I think in your mind, you just think that it's in that little bubble and that's it. And like, it's not the same everywhere else. And when you realize it, it really is, it's like, Oh shit. Like we're a part of this huge community that like, I thought we were just like little individual salons, but, but no matter what, whether you realize it or not, we're all in this shit together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you start looking for it too, because when I started on my personal development journey, I mean, I'm really woo woo. Like I go deep into the woo. I just don't talk about it a lot because some of us like, it's weird. Like it is weird. And <laughs> the, the awakening journey or consciousness or whatever modality or tool or whatever that you're using It's just, it's really fun when you can start unraveling different parts of who you are. And so I got deep into this and I was like, who am I going to talk to? No one else. Like I'm the weirdo here. 
And then I started putting it out there that I wanted to meet people like me and I did. And so I think when you, if you're listening to this and you do feel like you're on an island or you're learning things that none of your friends are learning um, or whatever, like there are other people that think like you and you just got to put it out there that you want your people and they'll come, they'll, they'll find you. And it happens quick. Like, oh my God, the friendship that we've, I mean, we didn't even talk that much at Hair Love and we've gotten to know each other virtually. And that's the other thing, virtual friendship are really powerful. So powerful. Absolutely. I don't have much people in my city. I have a couple of friends, but that's it. And the majority of my crew, crew, I don't know, the majority of my circle is online. And I'm so grateful to have met you and everyone else that I've met, but you're not alone. You're never alone. I think the internet has opened that up for us too. I think like, you know what I mean? Like you, I think back because we're both the same age. And I think back, you know, even like 15, 20 years ago, you know, I mean, I I was a lot younger than just saying, (laughs) Um, you know, you think that you're the only one who thinks about certain things. Now I see one meme of something that I was like, I'm not the only one who does that. I'm not the only one who like sees that or thinks that's funny. And it's like, it's crazy because I know that like, my whole life, you know, even you think back in kindergarten and it's like, be who you are, be yourself. And you think that that's just like this, like arbitrary, like thought, but it's taken me 36 years to realize like, no, I can literally be exactly who and what I want to be. And, and there's other people out there who one, like it two are, are very similar. Like really at the end of the day, a lot of us are the same, you know, maybe we just like different music or different foods or something, but a lot of us are really at the core, just all similar human beings. And the more you step into who you are, the more the people that you actually enjoy being around show up. Cause at the end of the day, isn't that what it's about? Like, I don't want a bunch of friends that I don't like. I want a bunch of friends that I love. (laughs) Yes. I love that. And I think we, we all go through that. And I know we were chatting earlier about turning 30 there in, in astrology, it, there is a reason why everyone's like, it's so different when you get to be 30, because that's when your Saturn return happens. And I don't know enough about that to talk about it, but it's a very powerful, it basically shakes up your world. Mm-hmm. And whenever that happened to me, I started really asking myself questions and we're taught to just be you. But then we're also taught, but you have to be smart. You have to be pretty. You have to be skinny. You have to be this. You have to be whatever. And so we start becoming who we think. I am who I think you think that I am supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And when you realize you can just be you and the right people will be magnetized to you and the wrong people will fall away. (sighs) I'm like you, it's been 36 freaking years of me hiding and I'm tired of hiding and I just want to be me. And if you're listening to that and you resonate, hell freaking yeah, that means that you're, you're ready. (laughs) It's a good thing when you realize that. It's crazy. Um, I always thought I like, I do what I want and like, you know what I mean? Like I always thought that I didn't really care what other people think, but I realized this year actually that like, every limiting belief, every like scarcity mindset, everything comes down to me being scared. People are going to judge me the wrong way. And I cannot believe it took me that long. (laughs) Imagine never figuring that out though. Right. 
like so many people don't figure that out. And I think like you were saying that at the end of the day, we're all the same. And this is why I love human design because there is not one chart that is the same. I've seen some that are very similar, but not one. Everyone is, it has their own individual chart. And even if we're two manifestors are together, that doesn't mean they're the same. And so we are all so uniquely different. And what is it? It's like trillions, like you being born is like a trillion, whatever, whatever sort of possibility. And But that being said, we all show up as different expressions and we are so unique and diverse. But at the end of the day, we're all the same. If you stripped away our bodies, I believe we're all souls and we're here on earth to have a human experience. And we go into somebody training and we become who we think other people think we are supposed to be. And then when you realize, no, I can just be who I am and and strip away all that programming. (sighs) Programming is intense. Yeah. I've been going through this thing where I'm like, why do I have the scarcity mindset? Like, where did it come from? Like, I just learned what it means. Like where, you know, and I finally realized where it came from and I realized like who I got it from. And all of a sudden I, I can let it go now because it's not mine. It's what I saw and heard. And it's like, that's not, it's not something that's like in my core. It's just something that I was taught And it was like this freeing feeling of like, I don't have to feel that way. And even when it slips back in, because it always does, it's just this reminder of like, thank you for coming, but like, you're, you're not serving me. And like, you can leave now. (laughs) Mm, I love that. The the majority of our programming is, it like happens when we're under seven. Because up until seven-ish, I think it's like seven to 11, something like that, we have a completely open subconscious mind. So you believe literally, if, if your parents are saying, we're broke, we're broke, you literally believe you're broke. And kids don't, like now when I'm around kids and I hear like, and I'm not a parent, so full disclosure, I know that like you are programming your child, whether you realize it or not, every yeah. single parent is. And I believe that we all choose our family, we choose our lives. And um, a huge part of life is suffering. Like that is literally part of life. We came here to experience what I call contrast because I don't believe life is like, I believe life is neither good nor bad. It just is. It's our perception that makes it bad and our beliefs. But at the end of the day, when you recognize that, okay, life is neither good nor bad. Things are happening for me. You, I know that you, this is a big part of your money journey. And then when you reframe that, it's like, okay, this person canceled. Well, that means that something else is coming or that means I needed rest or that means whatever. And you don't have to figure it out. Just, okay, well, this is happening. Bring it on world. Like, what am I going to learn? How am I going to grow? How am I going to evolve? And while it makes like when you're in it, it's easier just for me to say that now when you're in it, like you said, it always comes back, but you can really stand firm on my survival is guaranteed good things, things are always happening for me. Um, and when you really start believing that life, life becomes more exciting, honestly, like the ups and downs are exciting. Yeah. I just, um, I recently just understood that the neutral thing, and that is a huge shift 
because I mean, anything, you can think of the worst possible like thing in the world, right? Like, okay, let's just, let's use something, not even the worst possible. Okay. Eating horses. Okay. Just stick with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> stay with me on this. You think about like, if I say like I had ate horse meat, right. You're going to be like, oh, gross. Well, we're in America, right? Like we make that negative. The USA has made that a negative thing. But if you go to another country, that's a very normal, natural thing that they do all the time, you know? So there it's a positive thing. So eating horse meat is neutral and we have turned it into, that's literally the only thing I could think of right away. I love, <laughs> so, I love it. Please don't pee to me, okay? It's just like what popped in my head. <laughs> but, it, you know, you can use that with almost anything, you know what I mean? Like we do, we make things, and some things are, you know, universally negative, I think. I think, I mean, you know, maybe not, but, um, but it's so true. Like you can think of really worst case scenario and you can kind of make it what you want it to be. Mm, so I listened to a lot of Ram Dass and Ram Dass is a philosopher. And there was something that he said that was just so profound that really rocked my world and, and helped me with those negative things that you're like, I don't know why this stuff happened. Like when I started talking about that on my social media, I was like, ah, like, I know people are going, like you may be going through a really terrible thing. And for me to say, well, it's neither good nor bad. It just is. That's really difficult when you're not in it. Right. So Ramda said something like, um, it is not your moral right to alleviate anyone's suffering. Mm. It's your moral right to create a space where they can let go of their suffering if they want to. And I personally believe in reincarnation. I believe that we are ever, we're limitless souls who are incarnating on earth to learn and to experience different ways of life. So when I adopted this way of thinking, it makes me look at someone who, let's say someone got in an accident and they became a paraplegic. I believe that their soul wanted to come to earth to experience what it would be like to go through that. Mm. And we forget when we are born, we forget what our soul's purpose is and our soul journey is. And you may or may not, you may or may not figure that out in this lifetime. And so we come back and we want to incarnate to, I believe my soul chose to go through all this shit. I've been through a lot of trauma in my life. And when I think about it, I'm like, would I have chosen that to go through that? I think my soul did so that I would learn from those experiences and I wouldn't take back any of the shitty ass freaking things that have happened to me. So when I started to adopt that way of thinking, it really helped. Now, when you're in it, it, it doesn't feel good and there's nothing wrong with that, but that gave me peace and it made me stop trying to control everyone else. I lived my whole life trying to control people and prevent their suffering and make them, I could always see people at their highest self. So it was hard for me to like see them suffering, especially people you love. But now I offer support and I offer a space for them to let that go if they want to, but that's all I can really do. Yeah. Well, I think um, it comes down to um, exactly that. Like it comes down to understanding that you can't control other people's reactions or how they feel about things. And really like, I mean, and this probably sounds like a little harsh, but 
the way other people live their life is not your problem, you know? And I think that that's something that I have worked on in the past couple of years of like, even now, like when someone triggers me, I no longer get pissed off at them. I mean, maybe I do a little bit, but like, I, uh, like, I will go, okay, why is this triggering me? Why, what in me is this person, um, you know, how are they, why are they affecting me in the way that they are? Um, and a lot of times I'll feel like, depending on the situation, I almost feel sad for the person. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, they're not dealing with their shit enough or in the right way. And they're projecting it on, you know, to me or somebody else or whatever. And I think we're seeing so much of that right now in general, just with the world. Um, and it just, it does, it makes me look at people differently, you know, and not in a bad way, in a more positive way, really. It's like, okay, well, they're doing this because, you know, they went through this and they feel that, you know what I mean? And half the time, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's my own judgment, but you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I don't, it, it's, it's interesting. It's just interesting. Well, I love that you brought that up because I remember maybe two, three years ago, like people were putting trigger warnings on posts and like afraid to trigger people. And I want to be triggered. <laughs> like yeah. that means I am ready to heal. And when you're triggered by someone, exactly what you said, like we're all mirrors. If someone's triggering me, I always say, hell yeah, like this is, I'm ready to be healed. And like you said, everyone's a mirror. And that's the other thing that's helped me too. Like if someone's reacting to you a weird way, there's that in human design, there's, if you're a line five in your profile, the profile is the two numbers, like six, two or five, one. If you've got a line five in your human design, you're literally a karmic mirror. And I told a close friend of mine, I was like, you're going to trigger people all of the time because they see in you what they need to heal in themselves. Mm. And from experience, I live with the line five and he has been my mirror so much. He healed, like he teaches me without even knowing it. And so when you go through life and you're pissed off at someone or someone reacts if weirdly or whatever, you experience your feels, like feel your feelings, be in the moment, express yourself, but then asking those questions, the self-inquiry, wait, what, why was I reacting that way? Oh my God. I contemplate every night. I'm like, wait, what was going on? What, what made me, how, why did I react that way to that person? Or why did this bother me so much? And when you dig a little bit, you can find out where you're hurt and give yourself love and heal and move on. I think there's just so many people. Um, and let me know if you agree that just don't want to do that. It's the awareness. Yeah. Awareness is the first step of a personal development journey. And we are, we are so entitled and guilty and shameful. And we've got all of these like unlovableness. We don't accept ourselves. We've learned that we're not good enough or whatever is floating around through your mind. And hurt people hurt people and I I've even said this before of like the the two examples I have are like well I'll just use one but like Hitler like he was a terrible freaking man like not living he was hurt and 
at the end of the day, that man just wanted to be loved. Like as awful as it sounds, like the, the most terrible people in the world, they just need a freaking hug. They hate themselves so incredibly much. That's why they do the things that they do. And I know that's really simplifying things, but that helped me in my mind of like, I used to have so much righteous, like anger of like, how could you be doing this to people? Or how can you be talking in this way or politics and like all the things. And especially the last year we've been in or like, but those people need the most love. So. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting. Um, And especially, and we don't have to get too into this. I don't want to get too like controversial, but you know, like the whole (laughs) cancel culture thing, you know what I mean? It's been very interesting to watch. Um, And I find it interesting on kind of who's for it, who's against it. Um, And it's just been kind of eye-opening because again, at the end of the day, like even the simplest thing can trigger somebody, you know? So like, where does the line get drawn on, on how we have to be careful on whose feelings we hurt and what, what aspect, you know, it's very, it's a hard thing to navigate. And I honestly think that social media or just online space in general, um, I think it just came faster than we have evolved. You know, I think technology is going too fast for our brains, if that makes sense. Um, and I see the good in it and I see the bad in it. I see both. Um, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that? I feel honestly, like I never really understood what cancel culture is. I didn't know what it meant until last year. I had never well, tell it. me because I don't know. So it's essentially like, um, like, like, for example, they tried to cancel Eminem. Okay. Eminem has been talking about like killing his ex-wife, like his whole career, like, oh. he, <laughs> but like people think that that's wrong. You shouldn't say those things. Like, like we take his music off the radio he don't give him like he shouldn't be famous you know what I mean so cancel culture is essentially like you've you've offended me or a group of people or whatever so like you need to be canceled like you Um, you don't which what I don't like about cancel culture is it doesn't give people room to grow you know so I mean I remember years ago um it was Paula Dean I think um somebody had found that she um said the n-word like years 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 ago and um so you know they they can't I don't know if they did ended up canceling or what happened with that um but it's kind of one of those things where it's like um there's no room for um learning or unlearning a lot of times it's kind of like you did this thing that hurt people so you're done you don't get to like grow and that's what I don't like like I'm not saying people don't do wrong things and it shouldn't be called out I'm just saying that there should be room for conversation and growth rather than like, you did this thing, this thing's bad, you need to disappear. It's bullying. Mm. I think it's bullying to a certain extent, but again, it can be controversial. So if you don't want to go this route, we don't have to. (laughs) Oh no, I love this. I think that to me, so there's this book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I've heard of that. Oh, it's so good. Um, And he talks about you are the only time you're feeling stressed or anxiety is generally because you're thinking about something you can't control. And we are designed to live in the present moment and the past is over. It's done. Like you can't do anything about it. You can't go back. And the future is unknown. All we have is literally right now in this present moment. So if I'm looking at you or if I'm looking at Paula Dean or Eminem or whatever, and they've been, they said something 10 years ago, 
why does that even freaking matter? Like it only matters who they are showing up as right now. And I totally agree with you. Like to burn someone at the stake for someone, something that they did 10 years ago, that's a little messed up, like in my mind. And I am, this is why I'm really big on energy. Cause like you can feel people, like you can feel if they're being genuine, you can feel if they're, if they are vibing on the same level as you. And I want to only really be around those types of people. Um, so I think I agree with you. Like we are all, I've done some really terrible, like maybe not terrible things, but I've done some like not good things in the past. I've lied. I I haven't shown up as fully me. Like we've all done that. And in, I grew up Christian and I'm, I'm, I don't follow that belief now, but it was saying that like all sin is the same in God's eyes. And like, if you tell a white lie, or if you murder someone according to the Bible or whatever, it's like all the same. And I kind of believe that too. It's like, as controversial as that may sound like all at the end of the day, we all just want to be loved. And we do these things because whatever. But if we are just coming from a heart of love of like, yeah, you did some, you said something that you probably shouldn't have said, but we've all done that. So I think we could all be canceled one way or the other. Absolutely. <laughs> so no, canceled I, people famous, like, yeah, they've got more of a reach, but also you got to take responsibility of yourself too. Like all I can control is me. I can't control anyone else can't even control me very well anyways like we can't control anything really like the best thing to do is just surrender and enjoy the ride uh that's what I'm learning but yeah like I don't know hate hate's the opposite of love and anytime people are hating on other people it's because they see like a lot of times we see things in them that we don't like in ourselves and that doesn't feel very good but it's easier to blame the other person than it is to blame yourself Mm, that's so true. It's so true. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just an interesting time. Cause I think that people are stressed, they're sad, they're lonely, they're, you know, and, um, I think that they're taking it out in a lot of various ways, um, over the last couple of years and, and some of it's, you know, legitimate, you know what I mean? It's like legitimate conversations that need to be had. Um, but I think you're right. Well, you know, it's like hurt people, hurt people. But the new one that I keep hearing that I love is healed people, heal people, you know? And I yes. love that because I do think that on the other side, there's open, it's opening conversations that need to be had around um, kind of taking a look at who you are as a person, right? Like it's important. Like you kind of need to know that. Like it's so much easier to be angry than it is to sit with your own sad emotions. Mm. Um, I know that from personal experience because I had a lot of anger issues um, in my life and it's easier to get mad. It's easier to get mad about who's around you than it is to go, okay, maybe I need to like think about why this makes me mad. (laughs) 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 Well, first of all, being a manifester, anger is a part of your theme of life. Like you can't get away from anger. And I believe that emotions are just energy. And the only way an emotion is bad is if you're directing it to another person. Mm -hmm. If you're angry and you're screaming at your partner, probably not a good idea. If you're angry and you're screaming in your car, hell freaking yeah. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's just energy that wants to be expressed. And for you as a manifester and any other manifestors listening, anger is like a signpost. Hey girl, you're not informing. That's why you're angry. And so when you have these, every type in human design has a signpost. And when you can recognize, okay, I'm angry. Let's express this. Let's, let's think about why am I angry? Oh yeah. I didn't tell my partner that I was doing this thing or, oh yeah, whatever happened. Now I can course correct it. I like what you said. I can't remember if it was in this podcast or the podcast we recorded before this, but you had said, oh my God. And I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. I don't know where I was going with that one, but I'm sure you remember. Well, actually I have something, this is a little bit off topic, but I was thinking about it earlier and I want to be sure to say it. What is the most woo woo thing that you do or have done? (laughs) Oh, well, the first thing that came to mind is I think I've been communicating with animals and that might be really weird, but I... (laughs) <laughs> I, and it's not like they actually talk to me, but uh, I'm imagining like a Disney cartoon. <laughs> exactly. I know. And that's what part of my design actually has a little bit of this in it. It's uh, <laughs> anyways, I, I just feel like I get signs and synchronicities whenever I come across animals and I've always loved animals. And lately I've been really getting into my living in my feminine energy more often than my masculine. And part of the feminine is all, we have some plants outside and I'll go out and I'll like, this is you asked. So here we go. I I want, I want super woo woo. (laughs) I'll like talk to the animal or like, I'll talk to the plants and I'll send them love. I'm like, Oh, the little tomato plants growing. And I just like send love to all of the animals on our walks. And I just love like being in nature and showing appreciation to the nature around me. And the other day I was walking into the house and something made me look to the look over and I looked over and there's a little praying mantis staring at me. And I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And I like went and just looked at him and appreciated him or her. And then I come inside and I look up the spirit animal and whatever the spirit animal, I forget what it said. It was something about intuition, whatever it said, it was exactly what I needed in that moment. And so I feel like my body was like, look, you guys see this praying mantis. And I looked at it and then I got a message through a different means. And so I've been really paying attention to those signs and synchronicities and they've been speaking to me, but not necessarily like Bambi in, in the cartoons, but right. that's probably Which the most woo. I would much, I would like a Disney moment in my life. <laughs> maybe, well, I put it out there into the universe. Maybe it'll happen. Um, I did feel like a bird kind of talked to me the other day, but it's more like, <laughs> it's like, see, this is something we are actually at hair love and well, you and I were, but one night at hair love, uh, Shelby and Laura and I were hanging out and I just like said some weird stuff and I was like see this is what happened I'm a freaking weirdo and like I I don't say these things because I don't I think people are gonna think I'm a weirdo but they just like laughed and they're like we love this be more of a weirdo like that's part of your superpowers and so thank you for asking that question I get to share some of my weirdness I mean I think like everyone has weirdness 
You know what I mean? Whatever weirdness is, you know, like my son all the time is like, you know, oh, I'm being weird. And I'm like, I love you being weird because like, I feel like, I feel like that's the problem is like, you know, whatever the weirdness is, quote unquote, you know, like we've been told you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Who decided who you're supposed, what you're supposed to do? Mm. You know what I mean? Like I do weird shit all the time. And it's like, the more I lean into it and go, this is just what I do. Like the more people are more open to say their weird stuff, you know? Yes. And, and again, but what is weird? You it's know? so true. Like, like what is weird? Um, and just so you know, my grandma has taught me my whole life that you're supposed to talk to your plants, that they are always healthier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about it, so I listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks and oh, I just started. Yes. So good. There's so much yeah. gold. So much gold. And she was talking about that. Like, I think it was the the four things that you should do every single day. And one of them was meditate 10 to 20 minutes. And if you can't traditional meditate, like do music or visualization or whatever, and then show appreciation, be in nature and show appreciation. And so that's where I got that from. She, uh, they were taught like Esther, just, I love you. 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 I love you frog. Even though you kept me up all night, I love you. And it's just been a practice that, that I do. Like if we're in love more often than not, and like that opens up my heart and my heart's been closed for the majority of my life. And so me opening up to nature and the beauty of nature and communicating with, with animals. And you know what, the next, I pull card tarot cards all the time. And after that pray mantis sent me his little message, I pulled the, the, Uh, it's a dragon deck. And so I think it was the green dragon and the green dragon was like, you're going to receive messages from animals today. And that could be insects, birds and whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, I already did the mantis. Um, (laughs) So have fun with life. Like life is supposed to be fun. Life is supposed to be easy, but we make it so freaking hard because of all the thoughts and the programming and all the things. So part of unraveling all of that is is doing the inner work and healing and Mm -hmm. sitting with these things like you said like I've been experiencing so much grief and sadness lately and I'll just like the other night I let out some like it's not like a wild animal and I don't know where it came from but it was just grief and I just like screamed in my house and let it out and then I felt really so much better after that so feel your feels like feel your feels and watch for the signs and have fun and play. And like when I was little, I used to pretend that I talked to animals and maybe I was, you know, like we forget that, like, Oh, go play, go have fun. Go just let loose. We're so uptight all time, all the time. Yeah. When you play more, it's just so much more fun too. (laughs) Well, do you feel like, um, almost everything comes down to judgment or fear of judgment? Yeah. I think that it's the, it's the fear of judgment, which I feel like is the fear of being unlovable. Mm. I am so unlovable was a story that ran through my head. Continue. I'm so unlovable and I'm not good enough. And those two things were running through my mindset every single day for the majority of my life. And when I realized that I'm the only one that can give me every single thing that I need, I'm not broken. I don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with me. 
It's just a matter of remembering how freaking awesome I am. That was when everything changed. And I think we all have that. We all have that power, but we're, we're so afraid to, we're so afraid that if we truly showed up as who we are and who we want to be, that no one will like us. So we don't, that's too scary, but it hurts way worse when you do that. So just, well, yeah, then you show up as somebody else that, and you're not unhappy. Yeah. Cause you're not attracted. If you're not you, you're not attracting the right people. When I'm not a weirdo, I'm attracting the people who won't appreciate the weirdness that's underneath. And so now I'm just like, well, I actually, it's so funny that we're having this conversation right now. Like on my list of things to do is a post come out of the woo closet and post a story. Um, so, Are you trying to say something to me right now? <laughs> yeah. So thank you for, for helping me share that, that animal story. Cause this is some deep work that I've been doing for the last four or five years, but I haven't been talking about it. And now I'm ready to talk about it and to share, this is who I am, like it or not, the right people are going to be magnetized. And I want to bring ceremony and feminine energy and balancing masculine and feminine because the hustle culture and hair, that's all masculine. Yeah. When you're at the salon, you're in masculine all freaking day. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to bring the feminine back into our industry and back into our daily lives. And that is a lot of ceremony. It's a lot of rituals. It's, it's, it's contemplation, being alone, being in nature and, and diving into the depths. Um, and not a lot of people either know about it or it's freaking scary. So I know that I need to start, share my story so that it's not as weird. Um, and so that we can normalize whatever quirks or weirdness or whatever that you have. There's like you said, like my friend, Laura, Laura Elizabeth, she was like, Lynn, I was talking about superpowers. I was like, I don't know what human talking about human design. I know that's definitely one of them and conscious business strategies. And she was like, I think your superpower is being a weirdo and you don't step into that enough. Mm. And I was like, thank you universe. I appreciate you. (laughs) Well, and in all honesty, like I don't want to know people that don't talk to animals and I'm not even (laughs) kidding who doesn't talk to fucking animals. (laughs) We all do all day long. If you have a pet, you're talking to your freaking animal. Yeah. I mean, you talk to an animal. Hey buddy. Like, I mean, everyone does. (laughs) Oh, true. I name all the wild animals. We got Kelly, the Kestrel. We have now I forget all the names, but oh, we have fish. We have Sensei, the catfish, who comes to us every day and we feed him and he's huge. And then all the other, we call them our little sharks because they look like sharks. And <laughs> I love nature. If you're listening to this and you're not in nature every single day, go get in nature every single day, one way or the other, because it it'll it'll rejuvenate your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, women, and I'm sure most of your audience are women and women, we need to be in our feminine more than, than not. And most generally, most women are more feminine essence dominant. I mean, obviously there's exceptions to that rule, but being in nature is a beautiful way to connect to your higher self, to connect to the universe and to really slow down. My God, we're, we're looking at our phones all day. We're talking to people all day. Like how often do you just have quiet time? Yeah. In 2020, my walks were everything. Like Mm. just getting out of the house and going for a walk, put some music in, a podcast, anything. And like, 
it's like, oh, I don't know if I would have fully like mentally survived if it wasn't for that. Mm. I've got to get outside from time to time. <laughs> well, and plus moving, right? Like just being, moving your body. And if you just quiet, quiet your mind, that's when I get the most of my downloads and like aha moments and whatever, when I'm just being still. Yeah, for sure. I have a question for you. Okay. Not like mental, like not like woo woo, whatever, but like, what's the weirdest thing that you do? Like what I'll tell you mine too. Well, that I can think of. I'm sure there's much weirder stuff, but like there's one particular. So like, what's one weird that you think is weird, but that you've always done. Tell me yours first. So like, okay. you're asking no. an open-ended question. I'm a manifesting okay. generator. <laughs> okay. So I love Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream in the pints, right? And Ooh. I have loved that kind of ice cream my entire life. But my whole life, I mean, even when I was a kid, I have to, and still to this day I do it, I have to eat it in a circle <laughs> so that the middle is a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then before I put it back in the freezer, I have to flatten the volcano completely. Oh my God. I love that. I have done it since I was little. I still do it to this day. I don't know why. (laughs) That's so interesting. Cause I have like a food thing like that too. So the only thing that came to mind was something similar to yours, but I'm sure after this podcast, be like that, 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 that. You're going to start sending me all these messages. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the weirdness. Um, I'll like, I notice that I eat like, okay. Pancakes. I have a very particular way of eating pancakes, which I don't eat that often. Um, I'm more of a savory girl myself. Give me some saltiness. Uh, But I'll put the, uh, what is it? The maple syrup or what? The Mm -hmm. syrup on top. I'll let it do its little thing. And then I have to cut it into a square and I have to eat each bite in a little square rectangle. And sometimes I scrape off the top of the pancake that's soaked in the, the maple syrup. And that's like the best bite. So that's probably a weird thing. I love food. So I'm, I'm always like, "Mm," like, "Mm," just the satisfaction of eating a delicious burger or taco or whatever. I love food. So I love food. I'm a huge foodie. Like all I want is delicious food all Mm. the time. Me too. It makes eating healthy very difficult. (laughs) See, I, so it's funny because I did a podcast episode with Shelby Betancourt and she talks about eat to feel. And I like, I have dieted and struggled. I had struggled with my body image like most of my life. And now I'm just like, I intermittent fast and that's all I do. I just eat what feels freaking good. I don't have the debt, like you girl, you and your freaking abs and like your performance at hair love was just so, I was like, damn, like you can tell that you put in the work and I don't eat healthy though. I used but you to put in the work, whatever yeah, you're doing, I work. Do the exercise, but the healthy part is like slacking. Cause I like who cares? <laughs> this is what I said. I'm like, I'm freaking 36 and I love my body, my little pudgy stomach and all. And I think that I love food. And if I'm eating the food and I'm like, mm, I'm just like 
oh, mindful eating and just, this is so delicious and, and, and just juicy. And, mm, like just, if I'm in that vibe when I'm eating, my body's going to love that. If I'm like, oh, like eating things because emotionally eating or grabbing that, that Hagen dazs coffee ice cream and making your volcano because you're, you're sad with your life. Yeah. That's probably, your body's probably going to reject that. So I say eat to feel and whatever feels good. If you're in that energy, it's, I've lost so much weight without even trying because I'm just enjoying my food and life more. Right. That's a big part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, everything we do is to feel good, right? Like, I mean, if you want to make more money, it's because you want to have a feeling. If you want to exercise, you know, for me, exercise is my meditation as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel good all day but I spend one hour exercising, even though mm-hmm. I want to die during that hour, most of the time, <laughs> like, but again, you know, how it's going to make you feel exactly. It's the short-term discomfort for the long-term win days mm-hmm. that I don't work out. I'm a little more tired. I need an extra cup of coffee. I want to go to bed early. Like I did not work out this morning. It was super rainy. It's actually really sunny now, surprisingly, but, Ooh, um, and I, even when we first got on the call, I just felt kind of tired and like, you know what I mean? But like, if I exercise, I would have, Hey, like, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like a whole different energy. It's the same with almost everything, you mm. know? Well, um, it's so true. Cause we have like, that's the secret to manifestation is you have to feel, how are you going to feel when you have X? If you can feel that now and sit in that feeling before you even have whatever X is, you're going to get X faster. Now it may not come instantly, but if you're just, Ooh, Ooh, how's it going to feel when I have this many people in my group or when I have this many clients sitting in my chair, the soulmate clients that I want, like, how's that going to feel? Cause it's the, like you said, it's the feeling of it. I don't know about you, but there's a time in my life where I had the man, I had the job, I had the money, I had all of the things that were supposed to make me happy, but I still didn't feel happy because right. I wasn't already happy here in my heart, like with who I was. So yeah, like if you feel, do whatever feels good. That's what I always say. Like, yeah. And it's feel, like coming from that place of, you know, what, what makes you feel good not just like emotionally in the moment feel good, but well, like what's what going to really say, feel can, good. Yeah. Cause that can be easily misinterpreted. That's true. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, feels good you know, to your soul. Like right. when you know, it's going to be nourishing and feel good in that nourishing sort of a way, not going against your body or against who you are. And like, that's going to n- nourishment. Right. Well, is it going to feel good for, for five minutes or is it going to yeah. feel good for 24 hours or a week or a month or a year? That's so you know, good too. I think that's really, cause it's so easy again to like, well, this, I could sit and eat this whole pint of ice cream right now and it's going to feel so good, but I guarantee <laughs> in an hour, ain't going to feel that good. That's I bet true. the next morning it ain't going to feel that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? So I think that what is going to make you feel good long-term or feel good internally? You know, spending is a big one. You know, you are sad. So you buy something, but then Mm. the next day you have this buyer's remorse and this regret and you actually feel worse. So it's kind of same with alcohol, right? Like I've, I've had a bad day. I want to have some drinks. I want to numb my bad day. It feels good at the time, but the next Mm. day you feel like shit, you got a headache. You wish you wouldn't have that last 
five beers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think really understanding what truly will make you internally feel good and not just, you know, am I trying to numb something and feel good for a second? Mm, that's so powerful. Yeah. So before we end this, cause I think we're a little past an hour now. Look at that. Uh, Talk a little bit about who you like to help with human design and what that looks like. Like if somebody's listening and they're like, I'd love to know more, um, but what does that even mean? Mm, Good question. That a little bit. So I, I mean, like you, like we've said, I can serve anyone like human design. I work with couples. I work with male and female. I work with hairstylists and pretty much anyone. Um, I love serving hairstylists and salon owners and service-based business owners is really my jam. Um, and working with me, there's a couple of different ways to work with me, or if you're looking to get more into human design, um, there's courses out there. There's a lot of courses. I have a course, um, and there's books. There's a ton of books. Uh, understanding the centers in human design by Robin Wynn is like my Bible. It's a really beautiful explanation of all of the things you really need to know. Um, and at the end of the day, type, which is your energetic aura strategy, which is how you put your body into cruise control and authority, which is your decision-making mechanism. Those are the most important things. And you can Google all of that. Um, so working with me one-on-one I love one-on-one calls because so much transformation and ahas and breakthroughs happen. And it's really, I share the foundation of your chart and I explain everything that's going on and areas that you may have been conditioned. And I love working through um, grapples or problems or things that you're struggling through. And when someone's telling me their, their story, I look at their chart. And I always pinpoint things on the chart that I can talk about and say, yeah, that makes sense that you dealt with this because of this. And then I give practical advice and tips. So one-on-one session, if that's the best way to go, because it's like an alien language and whether it's with me or someone else, like just go with someone that you really resonate with and that you know that they know what they're talking about. Cause it's a very complex system. Um, And then I will be traveling the U.S. in 2022 to uh, do my Biz Alchemy experience, which is all about learning human design and then conscious business strategies, uh, particularly around social media. Um, Social media, people are making it way harder than it needs to be. And I'm not a social media expert. I just share things that have worked for me because I don't like working that hard. (laughs) And so I like making things faster, easier, and more efficient, and just rely on your energy more so than strategy, like 80% energy, 20% strategy. So um, yeah, that's a big part of what I do. I love that. The energy thing is so true too. Um, Recently, I was reading a testimonial from one of my one-on-one clients, and like I got like emotional about it. And I was like, I'm going to go on my stories and just thank my one-on-one clients. There was no intention behind it. There was no, like, I'm going to get on here and thank people so that, and then put link in bio at the end. Like, like (laughs) literally I wasn't, there was no intention to like quote unquote sell at all. Um, and I just got on there. Thank you so much. Like I actually got a little teary eyed, which is very rare online. Um, 
And I got an email and somebody was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm, I want to hire you. And it was like, I think it was just, I'm putting that, that energy out there of like, I'm doing what I was meant to do. And this is great. And like, people can feel that. Mm. Um, Cause sometimes like I said it before, but saying like Lincoln bio just feels so weird to me. And I, it's like, doesn't feel good to me still um, for some reason. So it's funny when you realize, like, if you just show up with, with what feels good, the stuff you're looking for really does come. Mm. And it's so true. Like literally everything that I've bought. So here's, here's a hot tip for you. Every 70% of the population are energy types. They're either a generator or a manifesting generator. So 70% of your audience and your clientele and everyone, you know, are going to be generator types. And I told this to you earlier, I open-ended questions are the worst for me. If you, if you say, what do you want for lunch? I'm like, oh God, there's like a hundred possibilities. But if you say, do you want a burger? I can say yes or no. Right. And the way that generators live their life or the way they're supposed to design to live their life is to respond to their universe. So I can almost guarantee that that person who responded to you was a generator and she had been thinking about it already. And everyone has to see your content seven plus times before they're going to know, like, and trust you. And so you shared your story and instantly it was a hell yes for her. And so she reached out because you gave her something to respond to and she was going to work with you, whether you went on there or not. And so saying link in bio, yeah, I mean, like we want to get them there, but I would almost say DM me. Yeah. I'm sure if you say DM me, that's not going to feel weird. So get them. I, I would honestly, the second hot tip is get them in your DMS. Do not send them to the link in the bio, have them DM me, whatever to learn more. Cause then you have, have that conversation and you can send them the link personally. Cause I find that I know how to look in the link in the bio, but sometimes it's confusing or sometimes people are like, well, I don't know which option to do. And they get like that paralysis. So get them in your DMs. And I love that because I feel so much more comfortable chatting with people one-to-one anyway. Yeah. And sales are made with conversations equal sales. That's right. what I teach. It's like, it's the long game. You're playing a long game on social media yeah. and it's the long game. It's building that no like, and trust factor and giving people opportunities to work with you. Cause I love that. Yeah. You just taught me something. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Lindsay, tell everyone listening, where can they find you? And I will put your um, website link in the show notes. Um, but tell everyone where can they where, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, thank you for asking. I hang out on Instagram the most. So uh, my handle is Lindsay means underscore and Lindsay's with an E um, and DM me. I love conversations. I, I love talking about human design. If you, I, I tell people all the time, if you want to screenshot me, uh, your picture of your chart, I'm happy to give you like a minute or two of insight. I love talking about human design and my mission is to introduce it to the hair world. So if you are a hairstylist and you want to learn more, reach out to me. Awesome. Thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Mm, Likewise. Thank you for having me. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.